Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Becoming the Change. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Wednesday, March 9th in the year 2022. And the world is getting crazier by the day. Seems that the U.S. State Department's in a bit of panic. Can you say panic as they've let everybody know that we, in fact, don't have any chemical biological weapons labs in Ukraine, even though we do, even though they were funded by NIH and and, and, and DOD, we don't have any because they're probably not officially under our name. There's going to be always some greasy slime ball that's going to try to get their way out of this one, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Before we begin tonight, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. That's your location for Bard's branded coffee. A coffee designed for your health, designed to boost your immune system, designed to give you a mental focus all day long. This product was designed in part by Dr. Eric Naputi, and it goes along with a whole series of products that complement each other to create a health ecosystem to help reestablish the strength in your immune system and reestablish personal health sovereignty. Those products include the coffee, which is a foundational product that then works with the other products like Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Pure 47, which is a nano-level silver extract, which helps not only isolate almost all the pathogens that enter your body or your body gets exposed to, but also helps boost your immune system. You have the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, which is critical in leaky gut and keeping ourselves overall healthy. And we have earth. Earth is a full body nutrient powder. Mix it with water. Drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. It gives your body the base level of nutrients you need for the whole day. All of these products work together in a system. It helps strengthen your immune system, helps you get up and going, keeps you safe in this COVID crazy bioweapon neurotic environment we're in and ultimately keeps you away from those hospital death camps and the pharmaceutical Nazi regimes that are out here giving you keeping your health strong keeping your body strong with all the influences that are around so check it out expedition x-p-e-d expeditioncoffee.com okay so we know right now that there's a lot of panic going on the Russians came out late yesterday, early today, to let them know that they had the proof that the U.S. was developing bioweapons over in Ukraine. And if that isn't enough, we've now discovered that almost every major drug company in the United States has a critical office over in Ukraine. And you can start adding this up and see how they're going to slide through this. The U.S. is going to say that it isn't officially a bioweapons lab, but it's going to be funded by us. So they're going to be able to try to skirt that and say, well, we don't have any labs because they're not run by us. In fact, we know that now. We know that 
in fact, a year ago, or almost a year ago, last summer, they were letting everybody know that they were concerned about these level four labs that the Ukrainians were actually running them and not doing the things the U.S. wanted them to do. So that's the skirt around this. The U.S. has their hand in the cookie jar. And what we're going to witness is some of the most despicable behavior you've ever imagined. Our government has been producing weapons and bioweapons around the world. There's over 300 bioweapons labs around the world, and that was revealed by somebody within the Biden's administration. So start putting the pieces together. The, the government has been working in coats with other banksters and other geoglobalists that have their footprint and their hold in countries like China, like Russia did, not, not so much anymore, UK, France, We've been the action arm of this whole nonsense. And this has created an enormous problem for us as the citizens of the United States because in the end of the day, the world, we better hope that there's some mercy because the world is not going to distinguish the United States from a dirtbag government, especially since we love to say we voted everybody in. Yeah, that's my government. I voted for it. Yeah, just go ahead and vote. I voted for it. So this is literally what is representing us and what we're going to have to come to grips with. Now, before we begin, and before we go further, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com is the Bards Nation landing page. If you go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards for MyPillow products. Mike Lindell is a patriot. He's a Christian. He's led this country in so many great efforts to try to reclaim integrity in our vote. As you know, he truly believes that if we don't fix 2020, we shouldn't even bother with 2022, and I agree with him. And so we can support and make our vote and make things count if we step into this and start using our dollars as a voting system. That's the most important vote you can make. So choosing a company that you know upholds your values, that's critical. So when you shop for products for your home, go to MyPillow.com. Check it out. Check out the fact that they are also a Christian-based company, lives their values, with all of that, we're putting a vote to what counters, and we're modeling and reinforcing the companies that we want to be part of this country, not these dirtbag com companies that keep trying to cancel things Mike Lindell and others or try to ramrod down Luciferian values in us. So there's all sorts of great savings going on right now on MyPillow.com. 50% off on my slippers. My pillow's down to 1998. You've got the Giza sheets down 60%, his and her sleepwear 50% off. There's mattresses, mattress covers, just a whole slew of things. And everything you need for your home. So head on over to MyPillow.com, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for great savings. And you also know that when you do that, you can use those savings, you can use that promo code on the My, My, My Pillow site, Frank Speech site, and the My Store site. And right now when you do that, you're going to get a copy of Mike Lindell's book when you purchase things with your promo code. All right, so check it out, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. All right, patriots. So the real challenge right now we all have in this is this very difficult time of dealing with a government that is despicable, dealing with policies that are despicable. And these dirtbags, I swear, they're going to, like I said, they're going to keep trying to slime around this and take responsibility. We are... We are literally going to see the truth be opened up to the public, and it's going to be up to the public to accept a very big red pill, that we're not the good guys. And that's not going to be easy to take. 
where is a, there's a tremendous amount of panic going on right now. And it's going to elevate. And the thing is that the media and these dirtbags that are ruling this place are going to increase the panic. And my personal opinion is they're going to try to create a war. They have to. If you just look at it in this sense, there is so much pouring out. You've got the Pfizer data that came out and basically said, oh, yeah, you took the shot. Um, not only did we screw your genetics, but we completely ruined your body. Uh, thanks for playing. Ding, ding, ding. That was that nine pages of release. You have had the bioweapons realization that like, oh, um, Ukraine, yeah, we love them. Uh, they're great people. That's why we've been hiring them to build bioweapons like an airborne version of rabies and plague that uh, might actually cause the whole world to turn into a zombie apocalypse, but that's okay. Don't worry. They were just playing around like bad little kids, and uh, they were just taking our money, but they weren't really officially our labs, even though they were on the border with Russia. I'm sure there was no malintent intended. This stuff is ridiculous. And when you start to look at the laydown of over 300 labs that we've been funding around the world, you start to see that what we've been playing as a nation is extortion. We've been extorting other nations to comply to us, and if they don't, we were just going to wipe them out. And who's going to be the front man? Mr. Philanthropist himself is going to be inoculating your kids with some sort of new polio vaccine, knowing he's going to destroy your entire youth. That's the whole idea. These people are sick. They've been in our government. They're leading our government, and they're taking our taxpayer dollars to do it. Now, I'm just a little sidebar here as we talk about becoming the change. It's not really a sidebar. It's kind of critical. I need to restate what I just said. I need you to let this sink in. Our taxpayer dollars are funding this machine. We are paying the taxes for these people to build a military industrial complex, for these people to turn their back on Americans, for these people to build bioweapons that they are going to not only potentially released to the world, but definitely use in injections on us. They are paying for the propaganda. $1 billion, in fact, went to the media to have them agree to push the injection. So I don't know how many people listened, but I'm sure a lot. That's uh, millions of people that got affected. They are using our taxpayer dollars to create draconian rules, open up borders. I can go on a list all night long. All night long. And it's our taxpayer dollars that are running this engine. If you think that paying taxes is a good idea, um, I think Pfizer's got a special five-for-one sale going on with the boosters. We absolutely must begin a process of defying taxes. And I, I think we need to, I'd say, it's like bring back chicken feathers again with a little tar. Tar and feathering had a purpose, if you remember. I will say this. If you are afraid of not paying taxes because you're afraid the IRS is going to come knocking at your door, there is such a thing called an extension. I have said this for a long time. If every American filed a legal extension and quit looking forward to the tax return, which is only your money they've been holding, filed an extension and filed a second extension so that there's no taxes being paid until next year sometime or later at the end of this year, if you pay them at all. 
that legal process, which everybody's entitled to two extensions at least, the government now has a problem because they don't have the money. And yes, they can print more, but at the end of the day, if they're not getting revenues from the people, they're not going to be able to function. We are literally funding the criminal cabal. That's the part that just kills me every time. It's like people say, well, man, there's so many resources. They got so much equipment. They have so much technology. Well, no shit. We funded it. And then we hire our own people to build it. I mean, literally. I, I just I just cannot get over this, the, the dumbness of this whole thing. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid the FBI is going to come knocking at my door. We funded them. I'm afraid that I'm afraid they're going to listen in on my phone. We funded it. They've got all these satellites. We funded it. I mean, I can just go on the list. Literally. So we may want to reconsider our position as loyal taxpayers to the republic. Just saying. Because it's not really a republic. When government becomes a tyranny, I'm telling you, defiance becomes an, a duty. When government becomes a tyranny, defiance becomes duty. And we're going to have to start making the choice. This makes me sick every time I see this. You know, you're going to hear all these I, there's going to be a bunch of these loyalists. And we, that's what we have. We have loyalists versus patriots right now. Loyalists. Oh, but yes, but we need, to, we need to give away our fair share of our money so we can build an infrastructure and protect ourselves from additional uh, pandemics or whatever they're going to say. I'm like, good, you can have it. Good luck on that. I'm glad. I mean, matter of fact, just... And what's the worst case? You're going to end up being rounded up in the tens of thousands... We're all going to be together. We're all going to be like, why are we here? Uh, I guess we didn't pay taxes. Good. Party time. Let's do it. it. It does really get ridiculous after a while. That we And the complaints, I that's the part I just, I'm like, okay, you create the problem. We did. Now we're whining about the problem. So anyway, that's part of becoming the change is starting to look at these things really objectively and saying, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's happening because we're causing it. You know, if you're, if you're out here and you, you keep doing something over and over and over and expecting a different result, by definition, that is insanity. Just like I keep saying with the voting, are you going to vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote. We're going to have a red wave. <laughs> okay, tell me how that works again. You didn't change anything in the voting system. Yeah, but we've got some good candidates, and they're promising to do good things. Uh-huh. And you didn't change anything in the voting system, and it's a rigged voting system, and you think that just because your candidate's got some good ideas that they're going to survive the system. If they survive the vote, they're not going to survive D.C. before somebody bends them over a table and takes care of them real good, and then they're going to be like, okay, I love Lucifer. It's about what's going to happen. So we have got an obligation to be ungovernable, ungovernable. 
I want to put some things in perspective tonight. I touched on it today in bended knee, and I think it's really important. And this has been big on my heart. I've been praying a lot about this, and God's been kind of showing something. And I'm I'm really listening, and I think it's a very beautiful thing. And I, I want to share this with you tonight. We touched on this last night and, and again today. And this is the fact that if you've been being driven to or, or compelled to stock up on things, which I hope you have, food in particular. I just got noticed today in my own market in a town where the gas right now is anywhere from three ninety five. It's about four thirty five right now. I just got word today that the expectation at one of the local gas stations is they've already told the attendants to expect seven dollars a gallon by the end of the month. That's three weeks from now. They are saying that grocery bills are going to go up to. And gas and grocery are going to increase for the average American $1,000 by the end of the month. $1,000. There are some people that don't make more than $1,000 and skimping by. This economy is de- devastating on people. So I hope that you've had an opportunity to put things aside. I hope you're taking that seriously. I hope you're taking seriously growing some of your own food. I hope you're taking seriously the preparations that need to be done as much as you can, as much as you can afford, because this is getting very serious and it's not going to go away quickly. In fact, it's, it's going to be here a while. There's no possible way. Otherwise, even in the best possible scenario that white hat seize control, take down the Biden administration, get rid of the deep state. Okay, I don't know what that looks like, but I will tell you, number one, there's going to be 10 days of sheer hell that would have to happen to get that done, probably more like a month. That means hardly any supply chains moving, and that means military is doing an operation. So I'm just taking the Q model, and I'm just going to apply it right here, whether or not you believe it or I believe it is irrelevant. I just want to give you a snapshot into what I would consider to be the best possible case and that is that you had a military operation that went for roughly a month to seize control of, from these dirt bags, arrest them, round them up, start doing you know 24-hour TV so we can watch their heads roll into baskets as they chop them off with guillotines. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen, but boy, I'll tell you, I'd buy pay-per-view for that one. Anyway, continuing, all that going on, but we have a big problem. The problem we have is that we have our depleted food supplies, and that's going to start showing up pretty rapidly. Fertilizer is becoming harder to get, and it's the price has jumped massively. They've been paying farmers not to grow food. They have been paying farmers to destroy food. They have been limiting farmers' ability and beef processing facilities from expanding There's all sorts of issues in the food supply system and the food chain that is just breaking down. And it's breaking down rapidly and there's no reserve. And food chains cannot be restarted quickly. Then you have the whole issue of oil. Our bipolar hand puppet Biden was gone from hating shale to now screaming at shale production for not producing more. But they're not expanding permits. They've killed the Keystone Pipeline. None of these things get fixed quickly. If you told shale guys like, go, 100%, go today, you're talking three months in the upstream to downstream flow of oil before it gets to your, has any impact on the market, three months. 
And even then, it's not going to completely come down because what we have is a delay of probably six months overall, maybe a year before you start to feel it. That might be a little bit long, but nonetheless, we'll take that. We'll say six months before you, if everything went right, roughly six months before prices would start to come back. It's one of the reasons I say you've got to have food and supplies on hand to live for about six months to a year now. It used to be 33 days or three months. Now it's, in my opinion, six months to a year. So all that said, that's rippling across 330, 340 million people in the United States. Very important to put this in perspective. There's about 2 million people in the entire armed forces. Now that would mean that if they did their job and every single one of them, which isn't going to happen, but every single one of them was on the street carrying boxes of food. That would mean that about 100, each soldier would have to hit 175 families every couple days to make sure they were fed. And then you have to have the resources to do it, and I don't know where they're going to come from. My point here is that no matter what scenario you run, We are not getting out of this anytime soon. This is going to be a duration event, long duration event, shortages of food, high expensive fuel, even shortages of fuel. So it's going to put an enormous amount of strain on each person and each family. And there's going to be a lot of families starting now that are going to start not being able to afford gas or they're going to have to choose between gas, mortgage, or food. And I can almost guarantee you that people are going to start choosing the doing with less food because they're going to need to pay bills. So God has been telling us, if you've been listening, to get ready for this time, for this season, which tells me something else. It's not the end. It's just the preparation for a new beginning. That's the upside of it. Because God's not going to waste his time telling you or putting on people's hearts to set things aside and to prepare for a dark day if all it is is you're all going to die. And we're all going to sit here and go, oh, that was fun. I put all this food away and then all of a sudden like the floods came and I lost it all. Why did I do that? That's not the way God works. And there's way too much of that putting on our hearts to do good things and prepare. But here's what's powerful. And I, I want you to all really listen to this, please. We are in a time right now when all of the garbage of politics and the, and the leadership, the whole world leadership is being exposed. And if we're paying attention, we're seeing that the people don't want to fight. The governments want to use the people to fight. And even the people that say that they're in the government to do good things, they're even getting behind to fight. There's some really stupid people right now. And because they're so consumed with power and money and personal gain and status that they've lost touch with God. We are need to get our walk with God very powerfully. And God's here. He wants us here. But there's a real sword that's been put to the earth. It's separated us. And we are really seeing who's who. But this is where we come in. And all this craziness that we're in right now, and there's a lot of it. I really feel that this is what's been put on my heart. God's basically like this. Like I, I have, you are my children. I'm expressing to you what God put on my heart. So just hear me out. You are my children. 
I don't need to tell you what to do. You know what to do because I trust you. So pay attention. And with that, we need to start paying attention to our fellow man. Our most critical thing is love thy neighbor. And patriots, there is an enormous amount of people in need, and it's going to show up in small ways. We're really good at looking at the homeless and walking past them, by the way, and ignoring them. But it's not going to show up as the homeless. That, that's kind of like, okay, we've got that one and we failed on that test, but whatever. We still need to deal with it. That's not going away. But we're going to start seeing some real difficult moments coming up here. We're going to start seeing the person that can hardly buy a tank of gas, or maybe they're going to have to put $5 in instead of filling their gas because they can't afford more. And at this market rate, $5 is one gallon, maybe one and a quarter gallons. We're going to start seeing people not being able to pay for their full groceries. You're going to see people take stuff out of their cart because when they get to the register, they don't have the money to cover the basics that they need. We want to change in this world. We better start becoming the change. And this is how we do it. We need to start using the gifts that God gave us, our monies that God gave us, and we need to start helping one another. And if it's not money, maybe it's things that you have on hand. We have to start building our communities. Right now is the time to do it. Not in the point of crisis. Crisis is here. It just hasn't totally shown its full face. But we need to start working with people, helping them out where we can, and encouraging people to start taking some responsibility. Maybe you've got some extra seeds and an extra starter box for plants. Maybe you can give that to somebody, encourage them. But that's going to come about from a conversation. But when we're walking around, we have to keep our eyes open. Food is critical. And if you're seeing somebody that is struggling, and if you've got an extra few dollars, we need to take care of it. We need to use it. Now, I mean, this is kind of how I live. It's how my parents live. It's how we live. And I just, I don't know any other way at this point. And I know that we want a better world, but we're not going to get a better world if we keep trying to redo the same nonsense that's being done to us. This can't be a world about taking. It has to be a world about giving. And the one thing about giving is that's God's way. And when we are giving in a world, God provides more. And if you haven't experienced that, then I'm telling you, you're in for one of the greatest experiences of your life. The more that you give, the more God brings. Obviously, it doesn't mean give so much that you're starving yourself because that's not, that's kind of like, I would, I'm just speaking here. I mean, if I was God, I'd be like, um, I didn't tell you to be stupid. But when we are literally building a new world, we have to model this. And it's not going to happen with us sitting and just praying and going, okay, God, what do we do? God, please help us. God, um, okay, God, we're good. Now, can we, can we get on with the show? I mean, no. God has us right here in a place. And if you look around the world, it's an unbelievable moment if you really open your eyes to realize what God has done. There is an event now before us. It's not coming. It's here. Scarcity. That's the event. And while the retards try to run this world into war, and I truly believe we're all going to be fine if you're standing close with God. I truly believe it. I think 
we're going to go through a trial. It's going to be like a trial by fire. We're going to be refined. But, and that trial doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it's not intended to be easy. God has put his word out there, put his voice out there, put his love out there for all that can hear. And right now, there's a large group of people across this globe that are listening. And we have to listen more closely. We have to get closer. I talk about this every night. I believe we have to get intimate. You need to be having these conversations with God. It's not one way. He will talk back. Trust me. If you listen. And remember, God talks in many different ways. But we patriots now have to lead. And this is about us paying attention to details. If you see somebody that's struggling a bit and if you can help, help where you can. This isn't going to be solving the world with one big swoop of the hand and a swoop of God's sword. This is saving the world by literally raining down pennies. Meaning each one of us has got a few extra pennies. And what we discover is when we bring all of our pennies together and people with more pennies and people with fewer pennies or people that don't have any pennies and we start to pull this together to help us through this, We're not talking about an egalitarian society. We're talking about working together to all of us get through this. We discover something. When we do our pennies together, we have millions. And we create a true breakaway movement. This is the breakaway movement that says, I'm done playing scarcity. I'm done playing fear. I'm done playing stupid hand puppet war games. I'm playing life now. And I'm playing life with God first. And I'm going to model my life as God would want me to. And as we move forward, I'm going to use what I have. Skills, gifts, talents, my faith. Because it's balancing. We all have something to give here. And we all have a way to help each other. You know, there was a time in my life if I'd heard this, I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, okay, that's naive. We're not that good at people. I, I'm not there now. Because I'm being a very realistic person. If we don't come together and start working to come together, we might as well just go take the shot and lay down in the street and let the Mack truck drive over your head and squash you like a melon. Because it's not going to be worth anything. God wants us to walk this path to model a new world. He's been equipping many for this next step. And it's not to have people spending his resources to buy things just to stick away and hide in a bunker and lock it up in some sort of an airtight bag so that later you're like, well, 50 years later, I dug out my bag and this is what I found. My ammo's still dry. My powder's still dry. My gun's still dry. And I still have a pocket knife with a sharp blade on it. That was buried 50 feet under the ground under a header of concrete. That's not why we're doing this. This we are doing is preparing to to make sure our families are okay, but also to help build our communities. And if you look around right now, look at how things are falling apart. It's impacting everybody. You can't go to the gas pump without being impacted. And guess what? No one in the world can. Think about that. First, there was COVID. 
Everybody in the world's been touched by COVID. In fact, we can go back further. Everybody in the world was touched by the elections of 2016. Not one person in the world was not paying attention to it. In the history of mankind, we have never had a single president. This president was Donald J. Trump. We have never had a single president that everybody in the world knew. They didn't mean they liked him, but they knew of him. I will guarantee you, you could have gone to the inner workings, inner jungles of Africa, the Congo, and they would have told you, yeah, I know Donald J. Trump. They don't mean they were going to like him, but they knew of him. Then we had this dumb thing called COVID, this fake pandemic, which was all about fear, and it has touched every single person on this globe. And now we have the real crisis. This one's not fake. It may have been engineered, but it's not going to be fake. It's the shortages and the cost increases. It's going to be combined with all the other stuff they've done to try to limit people from working together, coming together. That's been their whole plan. Isolate people and then keep them hoveled up in little islands so they can't connect, can't help one another. And then in comes the, the next critical blow. Run up prices, decrease spending, and at the same time take away food and critical needs that they have so that they are literally in panic. So that the next wave comes in, they can say, we've got an answer for you. We're going to take away your debt and we're going to offer you a UBI and we're going to give you a central bank digital currency and we're going to own you and you're all good. And I'm saying there isn't any way we're going to let that happen. But the only way we're going to get through that is if we come together as God's children. And it's going to take people to lead. And guess what? There is a group like that. There is a group like that. I know it personally. I know those people that have it in their heart. I know these people that are capable of doing this better than anybody else in the world right now. I know that group. That group's called Bard's Nation. The most giving, most loving people in my life I've ever come to know. And we can do this. And we can lead this. And it means that we have to look for the opportunities and pray to God to have him give us the opportunities so that we can help build the bridges. Maybe building the bridges. We had two of our mods, MA and, you know them, MA and MSN. They were a while back helping somebody with a furnace down in in the southern part of the states, and they were willing to drive out to their house to try to fix it. I mean, we have got the spirit in us to do things like you have never seen. And that's how we're going to get through this. We have to do this for our brethren in this world that haven't learned that yet. We have to model the behavior, and that's how we become change. We are a change force, patriots. It's a matter of us deciding that that's what we want to do. And I know I want to. I know that's how I live. Sometimes it is a gift of money. Sometimes it's a gift of food and supplies. Sometimes it's a gift of labor. Sometimes it's a gift of teaching a talent. Whatever we're doing, we're always trying to empower somebody to be better the next time. There's going to be some immediate crises because people didn't prepare. We're going to have to deal with that. But as I've said before, as we deal with one, we have to encourage better behavior. Behavior is take responsibility. The behavior is pay forward. The behavior is become part of the greatness that we are by helping others. And even if you don't have much, 
the whole idea is that we continue to give with what we all have, which is our love and our heart, our prayers, and we're helping one another raise up. But the opportunities are going to be everywhere. All we have to do is look. And I'm telling you, pay attention because really what's been on my heart, God's like, I'm not going to have to blow my horn. I expect you to be my children. I expect you to walk like my children. I expect you to act like my my children and model the behavior you know that I would want in this world. I didn't ask you to be hoarders. I didn't ask you to pull things aside and stick them away and save them purely for yourself. I've asked you to prepare and be ready when the need is there to assist, to raise up the others that still need to meet me, that need to find and see my face. And that takes the group of people that have come to know God. That takes the people that know the power of God. That takes the people that have come to love God as he loves us. Because Father's right there. And that takes the group of people that really know what it means to understand Christ. Because in the end of the day, Jesus is right here saying, I'm here. I've given you all you need. Now be like me and feed the many with a few fish. Feed the many with a few pieces of bread. Isn't that ironic? How that one story in the Bible with Christ becomes the one story that will be the metaphor of whether we survive or die as humanity, all based on a few fish and a few pieces of bread. And most importantly, if we have faith to be together, to love thy neighbor, and to be greater than what they tried to make us to be. We're not bad people. We don't want war. We don't like fighting with one another. We actually just enjoy the life and living that we do. But as things happen, when people get stuck alone and they get isolated, they forget all of that. They start to panic. The world seems like a big place. It starts to squeeze in on the chest. It starts to keep you confined and make you breathe feel like you can hardly get a breath because it's pressuring down on you. The bills, the fear of tomorrow, that fear of not having enough food, that fear of, can I fill up my tank of gas? Can I get to work? How am I going to feed my child? We can work together to see to it that those fears get put away. We can do this. And I believe we can do this. And I believe so strongly that we can do in this, that I look to this as being one of the greatest opportunities for change in humanity that perhaps we have ever seen. And what makes me really smile is this group that has risen up here. I truly believe is the change, is truly the force of change. Because it's all coming from the right place. It's coming with the love of Christ and the love of Father. We're onto something really big here. And we're at a very big moment in our life. And we're at the big precipice 
that we're going to have to make some big decisions of whether humanity lives or dies. I'm going to choose to make that decision that humanity is going to live brilliantly into the future. And I'm going to do that by saying, okay, Lord, I'm in. Show me where to go. Show me what you want me to do. I'm ready to help my neighbor. I'm ready to love my brother. I'm ready to forgive and move on because we know you're going to handle justice. We know that's going to be done. We know that evil's going to be dealt with as you deal with it. But I've got a mission here, and that's to bring Christ and that love of Christ into people's lives, to free them from the shackles of the old system, and to start showing them what brotherly love is truly about. And when we nail that one, watch the world shake. Remember, no temptation has ever has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The critical word there is endure, because we're all going to be enduring this next phase. The question is, are we going to endure it and be tapping our feet, waiting for when it's all over? Are we going to endure it and celebrate the gifts that God is bringing? Reminds me of mana and all the complaining that went on because it was just mana, and yet they missed the greatest thing. God was providing everything they needed in mana. And what the bigger thing is, they had an opportunity to build incredible fellowship. Instead, they complained. We need to model the fellowship, the giving, the loving, and the reassurance that as we all stand with God, all will be delivered as God needs, all will be provided as we need. And the most glorious thing is Christ is going to fill our heart and we're all going to just be like, cool, I got this. I'm on this walk. One way or the other, we got this together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this time we come together each day. And Lord, in particular tonight, we want to thank you for these blessed insights, the opportunity to see clearly within the fog of the great opportunities that you set before us. This opportunity right now, Lord, is an opportunity for us to step up, to be the children you expect us to be, to be those that give and to love, to use the resources, the gifts that you provide to truly help one another, to right now be consumed with the love that you give us to share into the world, with the wealth of love and giving that you put within us to share in the world. And to be looking for those opportunities that are there so that we can start transforming this space of darkness into a gloriful place of light. Lord, give us these opportunities. Bring them to our doorstep. Let us see them. Let us see them with eyes open. Let us be there to help those around in need and in need in so many ways. Maybe it's financial, maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's physical, but we have to change. And I truly believe, Lord, that all that you've shown is that this is what you intended. And what you intend is we finally come to a place in humanity where we truly decide the best path and destiny ahead. Do we want to be together in a fellowship or do we want to be individual and walk off the cliff? Lord, I, I pray for humanity tonight. 
And I think there are many that join. And we pray for humanity to for mercy. We pray for humanity for the restart and this need to finally start to come together to take all these crazy moments and set them aside and walk away from the noise of the politics, the craziness, and turn towards Christ. And in turning towards Christ, turn towards the body of Christ so that we begin to work together as one. We're going to have to, and you know that. So bless us with this ability to bring people together. Bless this amazing Bard's nation, Lord, with the ability to build bridges, to open our hearts, and to raise up, not put down. In a very personal prayer tonight, Lord, I just pray for Bard's nation. You've brought together an amazing fellowship of people in most unusual ways possible. People that have come to know each other in different and unique ways to build friendships and fellowships. And I have told you in prayer as I share tonight that I truly believe this is the group that can change the world. So I ask anybody that's listening to join in this prayer that we can be the force of change. Not a change of old ways, but a change in a new path forward. To be the change, to transform the world, to put God back on the throne, to live by God's ways, God's laws, and to live as God would want us to live, to love thy neighbor at the principal core of all things. To be a world where we seek to give before we take. To be a world where we unite in the common understanding and love in Jesus. And that we build a relationship with you, Father, as we build a relationship with one another that truly is from the heart and based on truth. I think what you've brought together in this amazing group of people across the entire globe is you've brought that spark, that, that glory, that light to lead, even when people didn't think they would be a leader, to model a life that others don't even know, to teach a relationship that some people have never had, and to share a love and an intimacy with you and Christ Jesus in ways that makes people want to find it. Let us be that change. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, patriots. Let's be the change. It's that time. I'm... Frankly, I'm tired of the drama. I want to get down to work. And I know each one of us have been working, but I think if now we put our hearts and our prayers together, this engine's about ready to get started. And the last time I checked, an engine of this size can do more than move mountains. Buckle up. Have a very blessed night. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now need to be a prayer for our unity and strength in this great nation and in the great Bard's nation to be the change. God is with us, and I can guarantee you tonight he's got a smile because he knows he has such beautiful children. 
God is with us. He will never forsake us. And yes, God will win, but he has us here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a very blessed night. I'll see you at Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. 
but we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.